the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You write for a lot of things. <laughs> You're an encourager about that. I am so thrilled to have Shanti Feldon here as our inspiring person for this podcast. Hi, Shanti. Hey, Beth. Oh, now I love that you've got this brand new devotional. It's called Find Rest, a woman's devotional for lasting peace in a busy life. And I love that your name means peace. You are one of the very few people that know that. <laughs> Explain the story behind your name. Yes. So everybody says where, ask where my name comes from. And um, my parents were in the Peace Corps in India before I was born. And it means peace in Hindi. It's a very common Indian name. Well, you are very beautiful and have an amazing name. It, it's very uh, interesting how you and I actually met. Yes, seriously. And I love how God just plops the right people in your life so unsuspectingly. Uh, I had a, a very good friend, a producer from a radio show I used to do in San Francisco, and his sister was in town in Atlanta, and she was taking her daughter to a Jamie Grace singing songwriting camp. And Brian connected with me and said, hey, um, my, my sister's going to be in town with her daughter. She wants to come by the radio station and take a tour because everybody in this family is just so interested in radio. I'm like, yeah, I'd love to meet your sister. So she was staying at your house. So she brought you. She was. She's an old friend of mine from back when we were both single 25 years ago in Washington, D.C. Yeah. And now here you are. And we get to do a podcast about your latest book. It's a devotional. You've written a lot of books, Shanti. Let me give your your official title. You are the author of books such as For Women Only, What You Need to Know About the Inner Lives of Men, which have sold more than 2 million copies in 24 languages worldwide since 1998. You are a researcher of people. Yes. That started first, then came the writing? Um, actually, they started at the same time, really, in, in so many ways, because I've been working on Wall Street. You know, this was so, so a right-hand turn that I was not expecting in my life and um, ended up having these opportunities to write and speak and research about people. You're a Harvard graduate. <laughs> That's what God had to set up to give me some credibility. Yeah. I had no chance of getting into Harvard without God. So I love that you've written so many books. And now we're going to talk about your Devo. But first, 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 just one story about one of your many books, okay? For women only. I go to the church North Point, Pastor Andy Stanley. He actually helped really catapult this he book. He found it so important. Can you share a little bit about the book, what's inside the book, and then yeah. what Andy did? Yeah, he he actually read an advanced copy um, before it came out. And it was our f first major research study of understanding men <laughs> to help us as women understand men. And um, he thought it was so new and important and something we hadn't seen before that he asked if I'd be willing to come on stage and do um, a pastoral interview on Sunday morning at North Point with him um, on stage as a sermon time. And I said, you know, Andy, of course, you know, I'd be I'd be glad to. But I I had up until that point, I'd been speaking to women. <laughs> I said, but I'm speaking to women. He was like, no, no, like everybody needs to hear this because it gives us a common language to talk about these things that we just didn't know about each other. And it really honestly, it, we did that about six weeks after the book came out. And it is really what God used to catapult that book and mm -hmm. launch it. Mm -hmm. So I really I tell Andy now, like, you're responsible, you know, it's all you. <laughs> Well, we're really glad that he was so responsible for that. The work, the books that you write changes relationships, helps people realize 
there's actually nothing wrong with them. They're very right <laughs> because you have done so much research on what goes inside of these books. And you specifically love speaking directly to women. Why? Yeah. Well, I feel a calling to be able to share all of these messages as a speaker um, with every conceivable kind of group. But I have this real heart tug to be able to reach women because I think we as women have been given the gift of changing how others feel about themselves. We That's influence in others' lives is a huge spiritual gift that God has given women. But in order for that to be something that's positive and healthy, it's also got to be something that's sustainable in our own lives so we don't burn out. And it's also got to be something where we feel like we have that capacity in ourselves and we're not constantly stressed and we're not constantly at odds in our relationships. And so that's why I spend so much time going around and helping women, talking to women's groups um, about things like understanding men and thriving in our life and those things that we just didn't know mattered. Mm, I'm so glad that you're doing this because after all of these books that you have written, God's placed it on your heart to do a devotional for us. And it's called Find Rest, a woman's devotional for lasting peace in a busy life. And just the forward will tug at your heart, overcommitted and overwhelmed, hurried and harried, racing at a warp speed and running on empty, out of breath, on the edge. I mean, that's just the first <laughs> four words. We all recognize that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> first, one of the most beautiful devotionals I have ever, oh, ever thanks. seen. Yeah, I agree, actually. They did an amazing job with the design on this. Every it's, page. It's beautiful. It's pretty. It's uh, it feels good in your hand. Sometimes you'll get a devotional, and it's like, man, you want me to do go through a process all of that right now? Yours is absolutely perfect. You give something to reflect on, a short story, a reflection, and notes. Simple, beautiful. What was your vision when you were just creating this devotion for women? Well, honestly, I to me, I needed it more than anybody else, right? This was a very personal project. I had been studying for quite a few years, actually, you know, I'm a research nerd. So I had been studying what are the main causes of stress for women? Mm -hmm. You know, what are the solutions according to not just scripture, but also science? You know, what do both of them say? And I was so struck, really, as I started looking at this and realizing they all come down to the same things, that scripture and science both narrow down to the same elements that make a huge difference. It's just we often don't know it. So we don't live that way. And this is a, a daily chance to sort of have a little bit of a, a little bit of inspiration, a little bit of challenge and reflection on, okay, how does that apply to my life? And then you just absorb it without it being work. You, you give us something to reflect on visually as well in this book. Mm, yeah. Well, yeah. I love all the quotes. We ended up finding these amazing quotes from different leaders, Christian leaders, artists, actors, like every, everybody under the sun to be able to really capture whatever that theme was of the day. Mother Teresa, peace begins with a smile. Yes, yeah. also very important. Yes. There's that word peace again. Can I ask you about your research? How do you figure out what's up with all the different women in order to write all of these books so perfectly? Do you go out and talk to a lot of women? Do you test a lot of women? Do you go to different states, different countries? How as a researcher do you gather all the correct info so that you can bless us so much? 
Well, actually, it's <laughs> part of being a social researcher is being really nosy. <laughs> And so literally, like, whoever is sitting next to me on the airplane, I'm like, so tell me about your life. And it's amazing. Like, if somebody is bored and they're reading Sky Magazine, they're fair game. (laughs) (laughs) And it's really amazing when you walk up to random people in a coffee shop and, you know, they don't know you. You don't know them. You have no idea who they are. And you, you can prove, really, I'm not weird. Like, you can show the book with your picture on the back and, like, really, this is legit. But you ask some questions like, what's the one most important thing you wish your husband new Mm. that you feel like he doesn't get or Mm. you know you're talking to a teenager in a mall and you know a group of teenagers and like what is the one most important thing you wish your parents understood Mm. or whatever it is right as as you go through that process whatever you're studying whatever i'm studying we start seeing themes of things that are really really crucial that people tend not to know and then we test them we do these massive nationally representative surveys and they're very expensive but in the end we get really good rigorous data where we can put out a book that that says, really, honestly, this is how most men think, for example, or this is what is going to make the biggest difference in your life as a parent or whatever it is that we're looking at. Or really, this is a devotional that you can do every morning, no matter how much the world is yelling at you that you (laughs) need rest, but you're not going to get it. That's what the world's yelling at us. And I believe as, as a woman, it's saying you're not good enough. Yes. No, absolutely. That is absolutely what we think. We, it's interesting, as I was looking at this, I realized the other thing that we think that the world is yelling at us is that finding rest is actually impossible. Like it's not even it's not even something you can we can ever aspire to. Or there's something wrong with you. You need rest. You can't do it all. Yeah, exactly. It's here's the thing that to me was the biggest aha moment as I was looking at the scriptures on this is so often when we realize we are so busy, we're so stressed, we're so stretched and people come up. I don't know if they do this to you. They come up to me all the time and they're like, you just need to slow down. You know, that's the solution that we hear today, you know, to stress. You just need to slow down. And And that's always felt like, I know this is going to sound funny, but it actually, in a way, is a slightly bit discouraging because I think it may be true, (laughs) Like, but slowing down is actually seems like a solution for a short time. It doesn't seem like a slow life is a solution for a lifetime because we just are busy people. We live in a busy world. We have many demands as wives, as moms, as people in the workplace or as volunteers or whatever we're doing. And when I looked at the scripture, I realized, you know what? that's actually not the solution Jesus gives us. If you look at that scripture where, and it's an amazing one to look at if you're interested, where Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest, right? Like, oh, that just sounds amazing. And his solution in the next verse is take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I'm gentle and humble in heart. You'll find rest for your souls. Okay. The image there is of taking a yoke upon you. A yoke is actually an implement or a tool to help a beast of burden plow the field in the heat of the day. Like it's, this is the image of the ox or the horse out there straining and working and sweating, you know, in the, in the heat of the day. It's not here. Let me take that yoke off your shoulders and send you back to the barn to find rest. He says, no, in the middle of your normal, busy life, you can find rest for your soul. It may not always be 100% of the time rest in the body. Like any mom of young kids knows you're up in the middle of the night, right? It's not always, but you can be busy and have rest for your soul. You can be busy. You don't have to be stressed. You can be busy and doing the good work of the day. You don't have to be anxious, 
And that, to me, is a huge promise. That's so, so good. What page is that on in this devotional? (laughs) I I wish that was on a page, but that's the whole theme of the whole devotional. It's amazing. You really can. It doesn't mean go take a nap. Yeah. I mean, it might, right? Because self-care is a big deal for some women. Buzzwords, self-care, they're big words right now. That's one of the elements of finding rest. That's one of the things that's crucial, but it's, it's not the thing, right? And it's also not even the main thing. One of the other solutions, do you mind if I just jump in? Um, one of the other elements of finding rest that we found was so crucial. We found there were basically eight that both science and scripture narrow down to these same eight elements. And one of them is to shift our perspective. Mm-hmm. We don't realize just how often we are stressed and anxious because we're focusing on the things that are going to make us stressed and anxious. <laughs> and and I'll give you a great example of this. I was talking with a woman at one of my events not long ago, and and she was talking about how she and her husband had really gone through a difficult season. And, you know, as women, we know when it's if something is wrong in that relationship, it's like nothing is right with the world, right? It's just hard. And she was basically really upset with him because she felt like he took her for granted and he felt like it was her job to do all the chores and, you know, he would walk by the dishes in the sink and, you know, what, you don't see the dishes, you expect me to do them. And it really had gotten to be a big thing in their relationship. And so she said, you know, she really felt like the Lord challenging her to look at, if you look at Philippians 4, 8, where, you know, God says, think on the things that are excellent and lovely and worthy of praise rather than what's going to drive you nuts. So she said, okay, I'm going to do this. And so she started and that night, she said, I'm going to start this tonight. Just I'm going to look at those good things if I can find any. (laughs) And she said that night she had a late meeting and he came home from work early to take the kids to their their stuff. And um, and then when the when the meeting was over, it hadn't gone well. And he was very comforting and he listened and she was really upset and he dug into it with her and gave her a big hug. And then the kids were off the end of the spectrum in craziness. And instead of reacting, he said, I've got this. And, And he was very kind and very wise in how he handled the kids. And suddenly she went, wait a second, I've got this kind, wise, generous, listening, loving husband and i'm sitting here worried about the dishes in the darn sink like no wonder i'm stressed and to me that is exactly the big aha moment that will make a difference for all of us because it often is what we're choosing to focus on wow you have just spoken to so many women who needed to hear that well i need to hear it right i need to remind myself we all do what do you say to the single she What do you say to the single she who's going to pick up this devotional and say, what I'm reflecting on is where God is sending me in the future? Yeah. Or today. The single she who's wanting that problem with that husband. (laughs) Yeah. Let me tell you, and I'll just speak as someone who studied men a lot, is that honestly, this is diving over into some of the other research projects, but listen, so much of what you learn as a single woman, if you can really focus 
on understanding men now, it will serve you very well, not just in actually developing the right healthy relationships with men now, but eventually, if God brings you that husband, having a fantastic relationship with that husband. One more story out of the book. I'm on day 26. Idols, idols everywhere. You're sharing a story about a time when you and your husband were living in New York, going to church in New York, and you had a big lesson about idols. I think this is really perfect. My my pastor in New York, our pastor was Tim Keller, who is a a very well-known apologetics um, teacher. Um, He's written a lot of books. And um, honestly, it was like, this might sound funny, but it was like sitting under C.S. Lewis every Sunday. It was amazing because that's how good of a teacher he is. And he had an illustration once that really helped me understand how easily we put other things before God, because that's what an idol is, right? And you think of idols as being like the golden calf that, you know, Aaron made and got everybody in trouble because they're bowing down to this golden calf, this fake God. But really, an idol is anything that we're relying on other than God to, to feel good about ourselves or to get through the day or whatever. And Tim Keller, our pastor, as he was preaching this sermon on idols, he actually was interesting. I'd never seen him use a prop on stage before, but he was sort of leaning against a like a high table, like a barista table. The whole time he was preaching at the beginning, he was leaning against it. And then when he was starting to explain idolatry... He said, an idol is anything you're leaning on that if it's taken away, you'll kind of fall over. He said, if this table was taken out from under me, I would fall over physically. And truly, it's so often that we don't realize it, but we're really relying on something other than God for our peace and our rest. And and it can be anything like, I feel a whole lot more secure when I have more money in the bank account. You know, our ministry has gone through ups and downs and we've had seasons where I'm like, okay, how am I going to pay my staff on Friday? Right. I feel a lot more secure when there's money in that bank account, but that means I'm relying on the money and I'm not relying on my great, incredible God to have the provision, which he always does. He always comes through. And so relying constantly on him and his goodness and his promises rather than what I want to gather around myself. And that could be it could be and this is common, you know, for us as married people, like relying on my husband to make me feel loved. Right. Rather than I'm a I'm a daughter of the king, regardless of whether I'm in a difficult season with my husband or not, you know, relying on my kids to make me feel worthwhile. Or even a big one for us as busy women, how many of us just feel better about ourselves when our calendar is full? Mm -hmm. I mean, it says I'm wanted. There are people who want me. There are people who need me. I've got something to give them. I've got something going on. Okay, that's just ridiculous. That's another form of idol. (laughs) No wonder we're stressed, right? (laughs) Yeah, that's just one of the many stories that you are going to get to reflect on when you check out Shanti's brand new devotional, Find Rest a woman's devotional for lasting peace in a busy life. She's a busy mama getting set to get her daughter into college. That's your next great production. Yes, it is. And I can't even believe that that she's she's going off to college because she was in kindergarten five minutes ago. Right, right. Yes, every mom listening with kids that age knows exactly what I'm talking about. 
Well, maybe with your daughter at college, you'll find a little time to rest. Find rest. Find yeah. rest. Thank you for bringing <laughs> find rest. Give out all your social media because we are talking specifically about your devotional today, but you have plenty of other books. Yeah. Anybody can find me on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, Pinterest, and at my website, Shanti.com. What an amazing podcast with a very inspiring woman. That's Shanti Feldham. Find rest, a woman's devotional for lasting peace in a busy life. Thanks, Beth. Thanks, Shanti. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.